Hello everyone, my name is Richard, that's Tom, this is Terrifying Tom, and this week we are discussing the 1994 film, The Interview with the Vampire. Colon, The Vampire Chronicles, not many people know. Oh, okay. Hold the intro. What's your favourite scary movie? Yo, Slim Shady. Yo, Boys 5'9". If I really have to, I really slapped it. King of Detroit, who they name in the city after? What? Scantless partners, who scram and hammer some hard shit into your heart with. Corrupt in my mind with that, I'm yeah. afraid. Sorry. How are you, Tom? I'm good, thank you. Yeah? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm ready to re recount our tale of watching. Yeah, when, with, when did we it, watch in, this? Interview with the it's Interview with the Vampire. A Vampire, right. Colon, the, the Vampire Chronicles. Colon, the Vampire Chronicles. So does this mean that this was going to be like the first of a... It's based on a series of books oh, called Vampire Chronicles, and one of these, one of the books, is Interview with the Vampire. So, a quick synopsis of the film: uh, Louis de Pont de La uh, recounts his unbelievable story of eternal life to reporter Daniel Malloy. Bit of a normal, sounding name there. The film stars Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Christian Slater, and Kirsten Dunst. Big cast. That is. That is. Um... I mean, in the well, they're four big names now. Now, I would say yeah. the time Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise and Slater probably were yeah. the two biggest. Rapid was just coming through, wasn't he? This is breakthrough film. This is his breakthrough. Well, no, movie. Thelma and Louise is his breakthrough film, which came in '92. Right. right. Yeah. But the, yeah. So this is like his first like, major role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was originally. Uh, it wasn't originally meant for him. It was actually originally meant for uh, Wacking Phoenix. Uh, not Wacking Phoenix. The other Phoenix. Oh, River Phoenix. River Phoenix, thank you. Yeah. It was originally meant for River Phoenix, yep. uh, this role. Um, and then, obviously, he passed away. Yeah, short and short before the Just time. before the film would start production, yeah. Um, and then they quickly replaced him with Brad Pitt. And very fortuitous for Brad Pitt, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have wanted it in that kind of circumstance. But No, no. But, uh, which is why the film is dedicated to River Phoenix as well. Um, it's directed by Neil Jordan. Uh, and it was released on the 20th of January, 1995. Even though it's a 1994 film, I think it was pushed back because of the whole River Phoenix thing. Um, and that is it. We'll, we will get into the, all the other details a little bit later on in the podcast. But first and foremost, what did you what did you know about this film? Have you ever seen this film before? No, this is my first time ever seeing this film. Huh? I, I was aware of this film. I, I, I'm guessing it's one of the biggest... Films of the night, probably. I don't know in terms of box office, but I had heard of it before. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, I didn't watch like, horror-based stuff when I was a kid or anything like that. So this, like, I would not have seen this film in 1994 uh, or just after it came out. Um, yeah, obviously, you got Tom Cruise in it, haven't you, and Brad Pitt just starting up. So you, you know, you would have been aware of this film. Um, I've never, never seen it. Um, Did you have any preconceived notions going in? Yeah, I mean, my first thought was, I don't know why you chose it. I mean, it is a, it is um, it's got vampires in it, so it is like sort of horror based. Well, coming down off of our last film, The Conjuring, I did tell you, yeah, that's that we were gonna, this one is one of the films that I do not classify as a horror film. I, I, it has horror aspects to it. But it has horror aspects to it, like, you know... Um, Vampires. 
Yeah, and and there, there is some gore. Yeah, I mean there are gore, gore elements to it, yeah. but I mean yeah, it has horror elements to it. Like um, Saw has romance elements to it. You know, like it's like well, the guy's married, so you know, and he's trying oh. to save his wife and kids, isn't he? You know, oh, so. uh, Carrie Yules, whatever. His yeah. Name is the... So it's like it's. Yeah. I mean, would you class? Would you put that in the romance section? I don't think you should put this in the horror section personally, but. It is on the IMDb horror list, uh, top uh, horror films of all time. Um, its its ranking is odd, but we'll get to that uh, later on, as we said. Um, so yeah, so we open the film uh, with Brad Pitt um, in eighteenth uh, century Louisiana, New New Orleans, um, and he has lost his wife and child. I'm assuming from some sort of disease virus something like that and he is wishing for death um that's not actually how we open the film is it that's the that's where he is during the opening of the film we open the film in modern day san francisco don't we yeah where christian yeah. slater is sitting down to interview, interview him Brad yes Pitt, hence the interview with the vampire bit and that's what like, it says in the tennis film yeah yeah he's literally <laughs> an interview with a vampire um yeah, so and then we move into the, the New Orleans situation. Um, so yeah, we're we're very much leaning into the whole immortality of vampires and everything in this film, which is a becomes a big part of it moving forward. We, you know, the film travels through time, basically, doesn't it? So, um, what did you make of the premise of the film? You know, actually sitting down and interviewing about. I mean, would you believe someone if they came up to you and said, "I'm a vampire"? I mean, I don't get how you get to the point of an interview <laughs> anyway, because surely you just think this is a crazy man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'd think, isn't it? So he's a journalist. He's obviously looking for a story. I'm assuming he was given money for this interview, right? Obviously, why would he agree to interview Brad Pitt or some guy who comes up to you and goes, I'm a I'm vampire. vampire. Can I, you know, you wouldn't do that I unless think... he offered you a lot of cash. Well, I think you're led to believe that Brad Pitt is about to eat Christian Slater off camera before the interview because he says he says in that that's why I followed you into that alley tonight and stuff like that. So, I'm assuming the whole setup is is that Brad Pitt is about to, you know, like uh, eviscerate Christian it's Slater. Weird. Um, and then Christian Slater's like, wait, I'm a journalist. I can interview you. <laughs> You're a journalist? Oh, oh they taste horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how you get into this situation. Yeah, I never liked how they got into that situation. They should do a prequel. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, all these prequels are coming out. We need a prequel to this mm. film to see what the... I don't care about all the stuff like that happened in... like Where was he during World War Two? I, I don't care about all of that stuff. I want to know. I want a whole two-hour-long. Where was film. he when JFK was shot? Yeah, where, where was, was he? You could have saved him, but you didn't. Oh, disgusting. No, I want. I want a two-hour film based in that alley. Just like, like, how the hell do you get to interviewing? About I want to see money exchanged. So my theory is correct. <laughs> so that's that's what you think, yeah? You think like who? What he offered Brad Pitt money? Yeah, he must have yeah. offered him money. Uh, no, Brad Pitt offered him money. But Brad Pitt was there to eat him. Why would you then go, all right, all right, I'll pay you instead and uh, you can interview oh, me. It maybe question to say I paid him to not eat him. Yeah. <laughs> money was exchanged. In there, there's way. definitely money exchanged. Otherwise, yeah. why would they maybe having this interview? It's, it's very odd. I mean, I don't get how you would believe that this person's a vampire. Yeah, I know. Unless Brad Pitt took Christian Slater, uh, not from his will. Does it make sense? Yeah, but he looks very he, cool he, he and calm. He kidnapped him. And, but he looks very cool, calm and collected. He doesn't look like he's under any undue stress. He hasn't. He also hasn't revealed that he is a vampire yet. And I will prove that because it comes later on in the film. So he doesn't... He has no proof other than this guy just telling him stories. Oh, yeah, I was born in 1712. Wow, were you cool? Tell me more. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not once did he go, you're... Fucking crazy. Tell me more. And yeah. Give some more money. What are you doing? <laughs> at it. He's, got his, he's got his phone in his pocket. He's like, dialed nine. So, one. Sorry, in it's... 1994. Yeah, if you would have had mobile phones. It wouldn't have been in his pocket. It would have been the size of oh, a freaking well, brick, wouldn't yeah, it? Like, point. just fucking, he pulled it out of his suitcase. Is there a phone near him in this film? I don't know. He's already dialed nine. Yeah. One. <laughs> dial that extra one. 
this loan. But yeah, so I always find that um, if you if you are a fan of the interview with the vampire, the Vampire Chronicles, then uh, yeah, please tell me why we get into that situation in the first place because the film doesn't really set it up very well. But anyway, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen this film. Yeah. So, and the film is called Interview with a vampire. The vampire. The vampire. Yeah. Oh, it's very confusing. <laughs> interview with a slash the vampire. It is the, I promise you. Everyone thinks it's a interview with a vampire. It's not interview with the vampire. Interview with the the vampire. The vampire. The. Interview with the vampire. Yeah, I mean, it says what it says on the tin, right? I mean, I didn't. The only, I'm only like recollections that this film would be Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember seeing anything to do with Christian Slayer before or watched this or anything like that. So the premise of him starting up the film, interviewing Brad Pitt, was like a, a bit different. Right, yeah. Interesting premise, though. Yeah. And then obviously you go back. To and then we cut back to yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 18th century New Orleans, where Brad Pitt has lost his wife and child, child, child children, child, I think it's just child, um, in a, I'm assuming like an outbreak or something like that, I'm guessing hygiene wasn't like the best in that kind of era. Um, and he basically wants to die. Um, he's like basically trying to will it on. He's sleeping with whores. He's, sorry, ladies of ill repute. Ladies of the night. Yeah, um, but not ladies of the night as this film portrays them. We get to that later. He is uh, attacked on a drunken night out by Tom Cruise's character, uh, who takes him up into the air lovingly as, uh, as he drains him of blood. Yeah. <laughs> this bit I thought was a little bit homoerotic. Um, and then he asks him if he wants him to take his life. If you know, Should I keep going? Should I stop? And Brad Pitt tells him to stop. And then, obviously, he's been like... Uh, I'm guessing, like, infected with the vampire thing that, that happens because we see him, like, he's ill in bed after that, like, with a cough and he's really struggling. And I don't know whether that's just from the fact that he's been drained of blood or if he's actually been infected with something because later on there's another character that has this and he doesn't turn into a vampire or get sick. So I'm not entirely sure... We'll get to the inconsistencies in this film as we move on. But, yeah, so, so we get the premise and we get the setup and then Tom Cruise comes to visit him while he's in bed and he gives him the choice that I never had. Uh, and he asks, you know, I can, you know, you can either become a vampire or I can kill you. Now it's up to you. Uh, and Brad Pitt decides to become a vampire. I think I've already made that choice, right? I mean, if I wanted to die, why would you then make the choice to live forever? Yeah, but you you think, oh, maybe my life would be better if I was a vampire. I really hate being alive now, but yeah, my life would surely be better if I was a vampire. Yeah, Maybe. Why? Maybe take that risk. See where it takes you. I don't know, man. I like, I like the idea of being able to go yeah. out whenever I want. Mm. You know, the idea of a vampire always seems a bit odd to me. Why would you choose that? Now now you are restricted to 12 hours during the day. That's it. You know, you can't go out during the day. Whereas me now, I can go out in the night if I want to. Just live in a like, um, very dark country like Scandinavia somewhere that's always dark. 30 days or of night. Always white. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, you could do some research as to what is the... The darkest country in the world. Yeah, I mean, now, but I've been in, in 18th century New Orleans, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. So, yeah, so uh, he becomes a vampire. And, uh, you get uh, a sense that vampires see the world differently, like the statues start coming alive and things like that. I, I found that very odd. Tom Cruise's character comes to live with him on his, uh, on his estate, his massive plantation. Lavish. Hence, hence why I say I don't think he would think my life would be better if I was a vampire because he's got a pretty good life as it is already. Maybe he only got that life because he was a vampire. But he didn't. He had that house already because he had the slaves and the slaves were worried about him. Oh, by the way, Brad Pitt owns slaves in this film, but it, it's not a bad thing. He's a good slave owner. The slaves like him and they're worried for him. 
because this new man's come along and now all of a sudden all the slaves are dying and they and they're worried that he's you know he's cursed this place it's become evil dark and disgusting brad pitt is uh tormented and he's twisted and he doesn't want to take human he's lives tormented for this whole film yeah basically that that is his very base e- very emo in this whole film he really is just whining and uh, <laughs> crying like a little bitch after the whole film don't want to kill people because <laughs> i'm a good soul so he uh he lives off of rats and chickens and birds and all these other things because he refuses to take a life. Right, so he but he takes lives of those. So he's a hypocrite. It's different, isn't it? You know, it's not different. They don't have a soul. It's, it's hypocrisy. You want to take a life? You're basically valuing human lives over chickens and rats and shit. Yeah, but during this period as well is this is the first critique I want to bring up. So the very first person that we see him starting to feast upon is the uh when the circus comes through do you remember or there's a play or or some sort of performing arts thing right and they are sat in the back him and tom cruise are sat in the back with a woman who i don't know whether she's supposed to be a woman of ill repute a lady of the night or if she's like part of the show because she seems to be talking about the show and like this is what we do and present so maybe it's like her show or something but then we get the thing that both of them are now feeding on her and she doesn't know, which is the third, the first thing I always have an issue with vampires. Question, and a question for you, Tom, and a question for the audience. Why are vampires considered so sexy? Yes. I don't know, it, did you say that most vampires portrayed in films are like, Good looking. I mean, apart from like Nosferatu, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because they always like uh, suave and like dress smartly. Yeah. Maybe, you know, possibly. Posh accents and. Yeah. Gentlemen of, of fine regard. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this film is very inconsistent with this, and we'll get to it. I'm a vampire. Are you? Yeah. So you can interview me now. Uh, I'm a vampire. You're you're a woman. Yeah. I'm not a woman. For this this exercise, Richard, I'll go along with this. You're taken in by my suave demeanor, and you're like, ooh, mysterious, and then ooh, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm a vampire, I I ooze sex appeal. So there's there's this thing that apparently, like they say, that like vampires can hypnotize or something like that, and there's that's the the thing behind it. So whatever. But I now bite into your neck, like into your jugular, to the fact that you are now bleeding profusely. Are you turned on by this? Maybe some women are turned on by that. By the fact of me basically murdering you. Uh, I mean, a lot of facts. Was this woman heavily drunk or or drugs or some shit? She didn't seem that drunk to me. Uh, She's very with it. Yeah, maybe she's just like in the in, in the mood in the moment. Doesn't really realize what's going on. Until it's too late, sort of thing. Well, I don't get how you wouldn't feel someone puncturing into your neck and into your wrist. Because Brad Pitt is, like, eating her wrist. Tom Cruise is eating her neck. So she's being drained of blood. And she's like, ah. Yeah, she's really into it. Ah. Like, but I never get why. I've never understood in any vampire thing why all of these women are so turned on by being stabbed, basically. I've never met anyone in my entire... I mean, if I was pressing your neck, then yeah, fine. You can be like, ooh, like, ooh, that's really nice. But the moment I bite any kind of pressure, let alone hard enough to puncture your skin, you are no longer turned on, surely. I'm sure a lot of women would love to be bitten in the neck by Tom Cruise and... There uh, is a bigger argument to this later on that it will come up again later. But right now, this is the first instance of it and I, I still call bullshit on this. I never understood why A, vampires were considered so sexy and B, why it was like such a turn on to be fucking stabbed in the neck. I don't... I mean, 
you right now bite into your wrist. Just bite your wrist. No, thank you. Bite your fucking wrist. <laughs> it's gonna hurt, so I'm not gonna do that. Exactly. <laughs> See, but some people will be into that. I'm not. But you know, whatever. But like, even just a little, like, it's painful. You know, yeah. I mean, let alone enough to like rip the skin open and the vein in order to get the blood out. I mean, have you ever had like a fucking like a catheter, not a catheter, the cannula, that's the one. The, the, when you go to the hospital and you have the thing put in your, your vein. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. That's not comfortable and that's just a fucking pin. No, I just don't think you're a very adventurous person, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, not, you're not frequenting the same places that I am, you know? Because I'm not into like having my neck ripped, ripped open. <laughs> Yeah. I've never understood this. I always thought that this was such a weird thing. But anyway, yeah. So we get in that scene. He says, I will not take her life. And then, then like, Tom Cruise is like, I have already done it for you. You know? So, yeah, this is where you get the whole aspect of, like, he's tormented. He's no, He doesn't want to take a life. He doesn't want to, even though he'll take the chickens' lives and things like that. So then he, like, freaks out, has his emo moment, burns his house down. Goes and runs away and lives in the sewer. Uh, for I don't know how long it's supposed to have been, but yeah, he he basically lives in the sewer, eating, living off of rats. And um, where where do we go from? Oh yeah, the plague is ravaging through New Orleans, isn't it? And he uh, wanders through the plague part of town, uh, and this is where he finds Kirsten Dunst. Uh, for the first time, who is a little girl crying over her dead mum, who is very clearly dead. Like, I mean, they get, like, trauma and stuff like that, but, like... Yeah, I mean, some people get that, don't they? And then end up not reporting the death of that person. And just... But if, like, the plague cleaners have gone through there, cleaning out all the bodies, I mean, would they leave a little kid? Just, like, there? Just, like... I mean, they didn't see them. But anyway, the whole point is is that Brad Pitt ends up feeding on Kirsten Dunst. Like a pedo vampire. So he, he won't take a life, but the first one he's willing to take is a little girl. How old was Kirsten Dunst at this point? Uh, I don't know how old Kirsten Dunst is, but yes. she couldn't have been like that old. Um, Ten, maybe? Max? I'm sure we talked about this when we were watching it. Mm. How old was she when she did Spider-Man, the first one? Um, I, I, yeah, I imagine she's like 11, 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't even say she was old as 13. I don't know. I think she's prepubescent. I'd say max 11. Okay. Well, yeah, do your research. Shall I have a look? I don't do, I don't do research. <laughs> really, yeah. But yeah, so this is her first big role. Yep. This yeah, is her I'm first major. Yeah, I'm assuming she's probably done some, like, maybe some TV or something like that somewhere along the line, I guess. But this is her oh, first big role, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and then from here, yeah, she would go on to do Spider-Man. I'm sure some other films. Uh, um, Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Other than that, I'm not really, a, I can't say I've seen a lot of films. Um, mm. Jump onto my head, off the top of my head. Yeah. Big way to start, though, this film, isn't it, you know? Mm. So, um, anyway... Tom Cruise bursts in, starts mocking him for, for, you know, taking the little girl, but not, you know, being a pedo vampire, basically. Um, his urges gave way. His urges to be too much, so I have mm. to, I have to, you know, find a kid. Um, and then turns out that Brad Pitt didn't uh, kill the uh, Kirsten Dunst. He just made her really sick, like he did. Um, and... Tom Cruise is like, we must turn her. And Brad's like, no. And he's like, then we must kill her. And Brad's like, no. And it's like, well, fucking pick one then. So um, tormented. So, and then he decides... The situation that, that he caused himself. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, you know, a pedo. Um, allegedly. We can't say Brad Pitt's a pedo, but no, not, not no, no, his character in this His character in the film, yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Um, Tom Cruise ends up turning Kirsten Dunst and she becomes a vampire and uh, becomes vicious from what it, they they yeah, point yeah. out that she can't control herself. She becomes like a lethal killer. and Small people are vicious, man. 
and her and Tom Cruise end up wiping out whole families of people, apparently. Um, yeah, she becomes crazy. Then she becomes obsessed uh, with a certain woman who has got boobies. Um, and Yeah, I'd say this is one of the most interesting plot lines of the film, probably. Yeah. The fact that she's eternally a child. Yeah. Yeah, she can't handle that. Apparently, we find out that they've been like this for like 30 years now or something like that, and she's just been this child forever. Um, and then, yeah, she starts getting obsessed with women um, because, obviously, she can never, she be, can one. never be one. And uh, she ends up killing one of these women and keeping her with her stuffed toys, keeping this corpse in her room with all her dolls. Yeah. Um, and no one smells it. Until they uncover her, because she has a bit of a freak out. That was so dramatic in this film. Um, but yeah, she has a bit of a wobbly. She has a bit of a freak out. You know, she ends up trying to cut her hair, and it just grows straight back. And in that moment, she makes the decision that she's going to kill Tom Cruise, the character, not not, not. Um, doing this to her. Yeah, even though Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt did it as well. How comes he yeah. gets off scot free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because he didn't, like, say, stop being such a spoiled little bratty little bitch. Apparently, Brad Pitt gets away with it, even though he's, like, totally responsible for her being in this situation in the first place. I mean, at least she's alive. You don't want to die that young, do you? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a vampire. Would you want to be a kid forever? I mean, that's a stupid question. Basically, because of the life that you live now, yeah, everyone, yeah, I, everyone I, wants to have the responsibility. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but there's yeah. stuff you can do as an adult, which is cool. When you, if you're a child, you can't do it. You know, like drugs, like drive a car, <laughs> drugs, uh, <laughs> alcohol, driving a car. You know, sex, sex, obviously, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I get going into movies that are rated eighteen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sorry, little girl, you can't ride this ride. Yeah, ah, oh, son of a bitch. You know? Where, meanwhile, all the adults are going straight on the cool roller coaster that you'll never I'm be a that vampire. Long. Doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Health and safety, man. I can't, I can't let you on it. But I can't die. Yeah, but I can't let you on there, man. Health and safety. I'll lose my job. <laughs> yeah, I do get it. I mean, I'd like to live forever, but not like. As long as I'm rich. Um,. But if you live forever, <laughs> then you should be fucking rich because yeah, there's no excuse for not being rich by that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Learn a skill that will get you money, you know? I don't get that. Anyway. Yeah, you'd uh, just be working at your normal job for your whole life, wouldn't you? Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yes, I get the conundrum that she's in in this film. Yeah. yeah. Not easy. But then she could have been dead, so... Or she could not have been that. I mean, she would have died probably because I'm pretty sure she probably would have contracted the plague at some point, you know, yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. around with her dead mum in the plague town. Mm. She probably would have died eventually yeah. from something anyway. So, mm. but anyway, yeah, Brad Pitt gets off scot free apparently and only Tom Cruise gets to be killed. Um, and she ends up killing a pair of twins, uh, twin boys, but she convinces Tom Cruise that they are drugged. Why does she have to convince Tom Cruise that they're just drugged and unconscious and not dead? Do you remember? I don't remember. No. So the rule stated in this film is you cannot drink blood after the heart stops beating. Otherwise it will kill you. However, they do this all the time. They're so inconsistent with it. One of the fucking things, like, when Brad Pitt's, like, freaking out, the reason he learns he can eat rat is because Tom Cruise picks up a rat, rips his throat open, and pours the blood into a glass. Now, is that not... I mean, that blood is out of the body now. The heart's not beating anymore. No, because it's out of the body. It's fine. Do they clarify that? No, they never clarified that. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But she she tricks him into um, feasting on the boys, right? Yeah, so but then happens. also another point is is that you become a vampire by drinking the blood of a vampire. Now, surely their hearts aren't beating, right? Because they're dead. That's the whole point of vampire, right? Is they're undead. 
So why does that turn you into a vampire, but the other one kills you? Just, it just seems like weird rules. Just seems like very, very odd rules. But yeah, basically, <laughs> he ends up drinking the blood from one of these dead kids, and it ends up like really weakening him, and he's like dying, and then she slits his throat. And there is a lot of blood. This is one of the gory scenes of the film. There is a lot of blood in that film. Probably more blood than a than a human body would contain, surely. I do vaguely remember that, yeah, blood will have been all over the floor, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess it was done for more dramatic effect, right? <laughs> but uh, now, now, Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst have got a dead body on their hands. Oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Dead body. They decide to dump it in the swamp. Nice. Never be seen again. What a way to go, eh? And, uh, and they're going to dump it in the swamp and they're going to leave. They're going to leave New Orleans that night. They're going to... They're going to leave right now before they fall when they That's right, yeah. <laughs> Name that song. Um, but, 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 Tom Cruise is not dead. He gets his power back. Spoiler alert. He gets his power back from, I mean, spoilers for all, all these episodes. Every film we do, spoilers. I thought we were going to elaborate on the rest of the film before we revealed Tom Cruise is still alive. Well, no, because he comes back. <laughs> In yeah, later on, but we got a lot no, of... No, 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 He comes back in this part because he drinks on the blood of the alligators that are in the swamp, remember? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He comes back and he's playing the piano. Oh, that's when they... Yeah, yeah I, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so you, spoilers, thank you very much. You've now spoiled it. Well, you might as well fucking tell them the rest of the film now, but... Um... Yeah, you spoiled it. Yeah, spoiler alert, Tom Cruise comes this back from the dead twice. is over 25 years old, right? So if you listen to this podcast, then you've probably seen this film, or you probably should have seen this film. So the podcast, don't blame me. My fault. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box. Uh, Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Spoilers. Uh... <laughs> we haven't seen these films. It was, it was present day. It was Earth all along. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what other spoilers can we do? <laughs> Don't kill your family. The army's coming any second. That's a bit of a reference one, isn't it? I'm trying to go for the big ones, and you're going for like... It's a great... Was that The Mist, is it? Yeah, yeah, bloody hell. I might cover that on this show. It's probably a horror film. Um, but yeah, so this time they set Tom Cruise alight on fire, and as New Orleans burns, they get on the boat and head over to Europe. And they spend some amount of time in Europe, I, I'm not sure, um, trying to find other vampires like them to learn what what is vampire. I'm sure it's more darker in Europe, right? Than New Orleans, I <laughs> imagine, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, but then... They're searching for vampires. They're searching for other vampires. And you say it's darker in Europe, but then they go to like the really sunniest places, Spain, <laughs> Italy, France. Yeah. It's like, you know, like they don't go to like Scotland, Norway, Iceland, anywhere <laughs> like that, you know. But yeah, they're trying to find other vampires and they end up finding other vampires like them eventually. And uh, yeah, can you tell me uh, what's going on with this whole section of the film, please, Tom? Go. Uh, yeah, so they wind up going to some sort of play or something mm-hmm. like is that in spain uh i think it's in it italy in, it was in italy right yeah. okay they go to some sort of play in a basement right where they're putting on this like elaborate show of vampires yeah kidnapping a young girl or some shit i can't remember so basically yeah I just wanted to see if you like understood what the hell was going on in this part. Yeah, of the film. I'm going to work out if there were vampires watching the show or they were actually like normal people or whatever. So I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I always thought I always watched this. So basically, what happens is they the vampires run a theatre group and they put on plays, and this play starts off very comical. Like, so one of the vampires is playing death, apparently. But it's all funny. Like, he's killing people in, like, a funny way. And it's very comical. Like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a good man or a bad man. Death will come for us all eventually. Whoa. 
Um, and then it takes this massive swerve, huge swerve, like swerve, bro. Like they bring out an actual woman, uh, like who isn't part. She's not a vampire. Yeah. She's not an actress. She's not part of the show. They have kidnapped this woman uh, to eat and kill, basically life on this stage. Uh, and the master comes out uh, as Donio Banderas. Another big star, another big star, yeah. But he was, um, I think, this is very early on in his career, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's before Zorro, right? Yeah. Um, and he comes out. He's the master of all the vampires. Although we find out later that he's not the master of the vampires, but he is the master. This whole section is really confusing to me. I always found this bit confusing. Feels like we've kind of gone into a whole other film at this point. I don't know why. But um, yeah, so then this he, the master comes out and this woman's like begging for help and he's like, no one will help you. And she's like, well, please. And he's like, it's okay, but I would, it's no problem. I don't know why I'm French. I'm Antonio Banderas. I'm Spanish, not French. But anyway, I can't do a Spanish accent. Um, but yeah, and then he's like, um, they, they end up basically murdering this woman on stage. And I don't know, I've never known if the audience... Are vampires? Yeah. He doesn't have like, a group of people later on in the film, doesn't he? So I don't know if they... I can't remember if they were in the audience or not. No, they were all the actors oh, in the, well, the, in, um, on the stage. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, the audience seemed kind of shocked by it. Yeah. Which, if they're vampires, you would suggest they wouldn't be? Maybe it's also a way of getting people to theatre so they can be... But the question, the question I asked you whilst we were watching this film, which is the question that I've always asked, and I will pose to you again right now on the podcast: What do those people, if they're people, which I believe they are, I think they're general members of the public. What do they think they were watching? What is that play about exactly? Vampires, I assume, right? Like, it's a comedy, initially. Vampire slash comedy. It's a comedy, originally. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, murder on the stage. They don't know it's murder, I don't think. I think they think it's all part of the show. Because one of the women, like, stands up there, like, and and she's like, Take me! I am yours! And he's, and then and then the man on stage is like, You wait your turn! Yeah, but, but, like, the guy's like, You wait your turn! Like that. It is not your time yet! You know, thus suggesting that eventually you will be murdered. But, um, but yeah, these people seem very shocked and like, oh, 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 by it all. But you, they stay till the end. Very graphic for the time period. But again, what do you think you're watching? So it's a comedy that turns into like this horror, basically. Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, I don't know what you think you'd be watching. I don't understand because. There doesn't seem to be a story. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we just saw that one scene, right? We didn't see much more else. Well, I mean, but you saw them putting on this performance that it was all like a comedy and yeah. everything like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden it's like, ha, 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 this girl will die. You know? Yeah, I don't know, yeah. It's like, it's rather strange. yeah, I just don't get what you'd be thinking you'd be watching if you were that audience and why none of them would genuinely think, is this, is this real? Like, you know, this was some of them were. Are they actually going to kill this person? Like, some of them were. And, and so basically, it's not, it's not gentle. Like, I mean, Antonio Banderas is all like, oh, sexy vampire. And she's all like, ah, like that. And she bites her neck again. Um, and then he basically, like, knocks her unconscious pretty much and then passes her back to a group of about 10 other vampires who then basically rip her to pieces basically they all you see them all just like pile on her and just start and then she's like disappeared under a pile of bodies so they're not being gentle i would imagine that's probably quite a scene mm. right see i don't get what i'm they're... thinking the audience probably still doesn't think it's real i just don't know i don't know but then yeah this whole section is just really confusing to me i find it really odd this whole section is very difficult to describe and explain and just yeah uh, bear with me it's gonna get weird 
But here we have another example of the film not really following its own rules because Antonio Banderas brings out his pet, his slave, his takeaway meal. I don't know. He basically brings out this little boy who is your mate is a, is a human is a little boy, and he's he says to Brad Pitt, he's like, please try him, and it's like Brad Pitt lifts <laughs> up his hands, and you can see that he's got all of these bite marks all over his arms and his hands, and then Brad Pitt takes a bite out of him to like sample the blood. And here I'm saying, hang on a minute, didn't Tom Cruise bite you earlier and you almost died from like some sort of virus or infection or something? And this kid, and then you did the same thing to Kirsten Dunst. But yeah, this kid can be bitten over and over and over and over and over again and just be fine. I mean, he's got a weird face and he acts a bit weird. He seems like he's a bit of a mute, traumatized by all of this, I think. But he's not infected. He's not ill. He doesn't almost die. So how does the vampire thing work? It's just to say to that. Um, I was going to say, maybe he's not dead, but yeah, he probably would be. Um, I don't know, maybe different rules. They live by different rules. I don't know. It's very strange. Maybe it's like different vampires produce different things. I don't know. European vampires are more sophisticated, yeah, we, we more know, knowledgeable more, than yeah. uh, American vampires, yeah. which makes sense to me. <laughs> Americans just go off gun ho, you know, fucking, you, know, you got to know how to do it properly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then they find out the vampires, the the vampire group finds out that what was the name? What is the like the name for a group of vampires? Flock. What, like Raven's Flock? No, Ravens have... No, Owls have a parliament, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Maybe a flock of vampires. Ravens <laughs> are... Flock of seagulls. Is it a murder of ravens or is it a murder of crows? I can't remember now, but one of those blackbirds, it's a murder when there's multiple of them. Right. I think it's ravens. I think it's a murder of ravens. And I only say Raven's Flock because there's a wrestling faction called Raven's Flock yeah. from WCW. But I don't know if it's actual, it's a flock of ravens or not. Uh, so I don't know what anyway. vampires would be. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. A, ga- a gaggle if, if of vampires. Knows, if anyone knows, a what? A gaggle of vampires. A gaggle. Yeah, if anyone knows, you know, maybe let us in on that. Yeah, let us know. Um, anyway the European vampires the group of vampires find out that uh, Lestat is that his name? that was his name right? Antonio Banderas? no no, Louis Dupont I think Lestat was uh, Tom Cruise's character oh well Brad Pitt Um, yeah they find out that Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst had murdered Tom Cruise and apparently the only rule for vampires is we don't kill one of our own so, uh-oh, they're in trouble now. And then there's some bullshit between Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Um, there's some bullshit going on there. And then he's like, oh, you're in danger now and you need to leave. And Brad Pitt's like, we need to leave. But then all of a sudden, Kirsten Dunst is like, I want to turn this girl into a vampire. And Brad Pitt's like, ah, all right, yeah, forget about that whole leaving thing. We're not in danger anymore. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll turn this woman into a vampire. I don't really want to, but... I guess you want it, so yeah, that's fine. So then he turns this random woman into a vampire who apparently lost her children, so she's happy to become a vampire as well. Um, So now Kirsten Dunst has a mum and a dad, uh, even though she's probably 50 by this point. Um, And then the, the... the block, gaggle, crowd, murder, a parliament... uh, gang of vampires bust in and take them all prisoner and they and and this is where you find out that Antonio Banderas isn't the leader of this group but he is the leader of this group but he isn't the leader of the group because he can't tell them what to do or control them or stop them or anything like that even though he loves Brad Pitt did you get very strong homo vibes from that a little bit yeah um 
Yeah, and then so they basically bury Brad Pitt alive and put Kirsten Dunst and this random woman that we've only just met into a room that is open to the elements. So when the sun comes overhead, they yep. they die. They, yep. Um, Brad Pitt breaks uh, gets broken out by Antonio Banderas, but not in time to save uh the uh the ladies and then brad pitt goes on a bit of a homicidal murderous rampage where he basically like sets the whole building alight antonio banderas knows he's gonna do this but he's like ah it's cool you know i was getting sick of them anyway to be honest with you um i don't know if his place getting trashed then. yeah so they set this theater whatever it is alight kill all the theater theater they kill all the european vampires uh, Antonio Banderas helps him escape with help of uh, his pet. Um, he's he's McDonald's takeaway. Um, Happy <laughs> Kid did not look very happy. Um, yeah, I wonder what the free toy is. Um, <laughs> did he get a drink? Hey, you know. um, yeah, so he's him and his Happy Meal help Brad Pitt get away. Brad, and then he's like, why don't we become like partners and we travel the world together? And that, was, Brad, that was a lot better. Yeah, thank very, you. Very good. Thank you. And Brad Pitt's like, <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. Yeah, I like that. Antonio Enrique Iglesias Banderas. Um, yeah, so Puss in Boots um, helps, helps him get away. And Puss in Boots is like, why don't you be Shrek and Donkey or become a big um uh, yeah you've obviously fell asleep by this point um and brad pitt's like no basically i hate you you suck all of you suck i hate all you europeans you're all shit america number one baby and he goes back to the states and becomes a cop with morgan freeman (laughs) yeah and then finds his wife's head in a box Spoilers. spoilers um comes back to america um just in time for cinema to be taking off and he, he's happy because he gets to see the sunrise again for the first time in over 150 years. Um, Very emo. Uh, and, he, and you get this montage of all these late, uh, all these iconic films and right up to like the 80s and 90s. And then you see him walking out of the cinema. I can't remember what film he watched. I, I, I can't remember. Naked Lunch. Yeah. Ernest Comes to Town. Or yes. I don't know. Ernest goes to camp. Um, he's one of those big, iconic films like that, you know. <laughs> it's films for our times. But uh, he, he gets he gets the smell of something in the air. Something he hasn't smelt for a long time. It takes him back to what I assume is his old, some sort of old home or something, it looks like. It's like, a, it looks very colonial or something. I say newer. A new place that we've seen before in this film, but it's run down yeah, and yeah, decrepit. And and who is sitting in the chair? Spoilers. Maverick. And then he says, "I'm going to be your wingman anytime." <laughs> and then and then Berlin plays. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is alive again, uh, and he looks very emaciated and grey and. Tortured, and he's still wearing the same clothes that he would have been wearing in the 1800s. How they didn't roll away, I don't know. But he gets freaked out by a helicopter because the light it's shines light. in, and he yeah. thinks, oh, I'm gonna die. But it's like it's fake light, it's okay. The helicopter was weird, just showed up for that one scene and fucked off. Thank you. About? Why? Why does the, this random helicopter just shows up, shines a light into this building? For a reason, obviously. Yeah. Sees these thing. two guys in there and just thinks, oh, okay, and then fucks off again. It's like, it's for the purpose of this. Such a, yeah, for the purpose so of this scene. Yeah. There is so much just why in this film. Um, and then, yeah, we basically come up to modern day and um, we cut to the Christian Slater interview. Uh, Christian Slater believes everything. You know, no evidence for any of this. It's quite happening. He's just, he's just, yeah. Oh my god, this is incredible. Must find him on you know, surely you're not. 
times. You're not clearly an insane person, you know? Like, you, you, you don't have delusions and stuff. All of this must be real. I think he's just in love with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, you, you, he does look good in this film, though. Oh, I mean, he looks, he does, he's yeah. a handsome bastard in this film. Yeah. Of course. Um, I would be enamoured with him. I'd be like, of course you're a vampire. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then Christian Slater's like, I want your power. I want to be like you. And Brad Pitt's like, have you learned nothing from what I've been telling you. The tortured soul. Yeah. And uh, Christian Slater's like, no, it's not a curse, it's a gift. I love it. And then he gets the only proof that he gets. Oh, no, wait, he did get proof at the beginning, didn't he? Because he he shot across the room to turn the light on, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So he has had a clue. And then he gets the second one where Brad Pitt shoots across and holds him up by one hand in the air. And he's like, I will kill you right now, you son of a bitch. Stop what you want. Stop what you want, you motherfucker. He doesn't say that, but something, I'm, you know, paraphrasing. And then Christian Slater all of a sudden freaks out. You know, Brad Pitt disappears. Christian Slater freaks the fuck out. He runs out of there, gets in his car, yep. starts driving away like, whew, can't believe I got away with that, even though well, literally, was one. even though five minutes earlier he wanted to be a vampire, but, you know, yeah, all of a sudden he's like, wait, he didn't want to die. No. But then Brad Pitt wouldn't have killed him. Come on. You know, he's been telling him this whole story about how he doesn't like taking lives and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, who, but who should crop up in the back of Christian Slater's car to attack him and give him the choice that he was never given himself? Who is it, Tom? Spoilers. What was Tom Cruise's character's name in Mission Impossible? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Man <laughs> yeah that's totally it um, yeah Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise up again yeah, again this is his third comeback in this I will not die so yeah he uh, Tom Cruise gives Christian Slater the wish that he wanted just a few moments before but yeah it's played off as like some sort of terrible thing you know and then we we cut out we we zoom out on the Golden Gate Bridge Isn't with that? the with the alright douchebag with the Mustang driving across it, yep. and then that's the end of the rather film. rubbish cover of Simplicity. Oh yes, yeah, Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, what did you make of this film, Tom? Oh, that's a long, it's <laughs> a long sigh. Oh. It was an okay watch, but I don't think it's one that I'd go for again or anything. I don't particularly think it was a good, a great film or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Okay, so I have a question for you. Did you find this film very pretentious? Yeah, especially Brad Pitt, who's just whining like a bitch for the whole film, you know. Woe is me, you know, I'm a vampire now and I have to kill people. Oh, my God, and he's constantly whinging throughout the whole film, yeah. A little bit pretentious. You, um, go on, Karen, sorry. Especially during, like... Uh, um, the time of the film it was set at as well in the 17th century. Uh, 18th. 18th century. And then 19th. They all dressed up like rubber. Hoi polloi. Yeah, hoi polloi, sort of, yeah. It's like a little bit pretentious, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you may have guessed by the way I described the whole sequence in Europe. I found that one, that part to be extremely pretentious. Like, like I said, the bullshit conversation between Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas. I had fuck all idea what was going on in that scene. You know, all you got from the end of it was basically like, oh, yeah, you're in danger. You might want to leave. But all the bullshit before that, it's like, what are you talking about? What is going on? Yeah, it's just really pretentious. That whole that whole section with the with the European just for me, just kind of derails the whole movie. I don't know. It just feels like I'm watching something completely different. Yeah, I feel like. Like, obviously, we said this is not like a typical horror movie, but I think this is a movie people would have seen uh, if they're not into that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it's more high art sort of movie. Yeah, it's not a horror movie. I don't I don't class it as a horror movie at all. It's more art house. Hence why it's so freaking pretentious, this film. Yeah, like, it came out in January, you said, right? So it's, uh, it's right January around, 95, yeah. That's right around like Oscar contention time. Yeah. So I don't know if it was looking for that. <laughs> uh, we'll I'm get to that. We're going to get to that, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So we forgot to mention the other scene uh, where vampires are sexy. Um, all scenes. All scenes of vampires are sexy. But yeah. this other scene where they're in New Orleans again, the house is burnt down and they're in a, uh, you know, Brad Pitt's still struggling with the mortality of it all. And, you know, you know he doesn't want to take a life. And Tom Cruise has got two prostitutes in the hotel room. And then basically he's already murdered one. Um, but he plays it off as, I think your friend cannot handle the wine. And the other oh. woman's like, <laughs> oh, whimsical. And then Tom Cruise is like kissing down her neck and gets to her breasts. And she's all like, oh, loving it. Oh, oh what are you doing to me, you bad boy? And then pulls away and the, her shirt is covered in covered in blood. Yeah. So he has basically bitten her nipple off. He has ripped her breast wide open. Yeah, he has taken the whole thing, nip, areola, the whole lot. He has eaten the ravioli and he has asked for the bill, you know. And she is there not feeling that at all, except for extreme waves of euphoric, euphoric pleasure is washing over her in that scene until the moment she looks down. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh shit, I'm in a lot of pain. Oh my God. Oh. And then Tom Cruise can, you know, basically yeah. moves into torturing her psychologically. He puts her in a coffin and freaks her out. And then she's like, it's a coffin. And he's like, oh, I, know, I know, I know. And then he breaks her neck. But the, the whole point is, is that, yeah, these two women... In this instance, he's he's basically murdering this one woman in front of her friend, uh, and not one point did that woman s- s- let out that there was any pain. And then he, yeah, basically like uh, devours her nipple area, and this woman's fucking loving it. I, I don't, yeah, why vampires are sexy and why this is all. Sexy, and I don't understand how this I, is always I, so pleasurable. I, I just feel sorry for you, Richard, that you never experienced this kind of <laughs> euphoria and sexiness, and you know this kind of pleasure before. You know, I've never clearly, met Bruce, unfortunately. Clearly, you just haven't experienced this. It had the same experience that the women in this movie had. You know, I wish I'd had that kind of pleasure. I don't fucking loving it. Just yeah, ah, oh, I just yeah, I find this film. I'm going to contradict myself in a sec, but I find this film very pretentious, really erratic with its uh, like rules of vamp- vampirism, um, and I, I, the the whole sexualization of like being, you know, ripped apart is like how how is that sexy? But but having said all that, I agree with you. I don't think this is a bad film. I thought you were going to give a glowing review. To no, I don't think it's great. It's it's watchable, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've seen this film since probably the late 90s, I imagine, early 2000s. I have not seen this film for probably over 20 years. Um, so the, And it was the first time I watched it since then, and it was still enjoyable. I don't think... I think 20 years is probably the right amount of period between viewings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a desire to see this film again, to be honest. No. no. Okay, so let's go through some stats then. So, it, I thought I was a stat man. No, not, not just, for, just for Sackton and Just for football, yeah. So, um, the film costs $60 million to make. I'm imagining a lot of that is wages. Tom Cruise probably doesn't come particularly cheap at that I, moment I in time. Uh, I mean, we've already gone past Days of Thunder, Top Gun. We've gone past all of these films Rain like Man. this one, Rain Man. Yeah, so he's not—he is not coming cheap. So I imagine that's where a lot of the budget went. Probably Christian Slater as well. I imagine those two are probably eating up a lot of that budget. Yeah. Sets, maybe like you got to make places look like. Eighteenth yep. century, costume. yeah, costume as well, but um. Yeah, it is an absolute smashing success. Um, it made two hundred twenty-three point six million dollars. Good lord! So it is a huge success. Um, so I don't think that they're particularly worried about that. Um, 
that investment that they gave. Um, it's rated 18, though. So yeah. obviously that would have limited its market it's... in the cinema, but didn't hurt its figures, apparently. No, I mean... I mean, the star name of Tom Cruise, I'm sure, carried on. Pulling power, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the curiosity of vampires is yeah. always a draw, isn't it? Um, that kind of, you know, dark... I don't thing. think this would be rated 18 now, though. I don't know, there's a lot of blood in it, and there's a lot of... There's a bit of nudity, right? So... Yeah, yeah. For those reasons, it might do. Maybe. But I just think it... Like, I look at it now, and think it's kind of tame. I mean... I mean, we talked about the conjuring last week. Uh, that film is scary, but there's like no blood or no gore yeah. or, or no nudity of any sort whatsoever. So, I've, I w- but it is erotic, of course. Yeah, of course. I, I've never been eroticized more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, if this um, film had a higher rating than the conjuring, then I won't be too surprised. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a sec. It was nominated for two Oscars. So, yeah, you said um, released for Oscar season. Costume, set designs, shit like that. Uh, I, it didn't tell me which Oscars it was down for, but I imagine, yeah, you've got to think that maybe best lead as well, best supporting. Brad Pitt. What, whining for the whole movie? Yeah, but that's what Oscars love, though, don't they? Like, oh, look how tormented and struggling with his emotions he is. Oh, he's a tormented soul. I'm going to look that up after we finish, I think. Look at him now if you want. Best original score and best product design. Oh, okay. So no, like individual award. product design. Production design. Product. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit um, oh. for this for this episode because I think it might be a good idea to get your scores before I tell you actually how it comes. I think it's a better idea to. Crazy. I think it's a better idea to find out what you think of it before I influence you in any way with with what with yours yeah with the current the current market where it is on imdb and such so what 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 do you what would you give this score out of 10 say all right also say this is in the top say this is top 100 um horror horror movies of all time where would you put that first of all very towards the back okay yeah, ninety to a hundred. Okay. <laughs> like this is not when I think horror movies. I do not think Interview with the Vampire. Well done. You said the Vampire. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I made sure I got that right. You know. Uh, and a score out of ten. Five. Going for five. It's yeah. going for five. Okay. Straight down the middle. Okay. So it is officially ranked thirtieth on the list of all time horror movies on IMDb as of the eighteenth of July twenty twenty two. What is wrong with these people? It has a score of seven and a half stars and is rated on Rotten Tomatoes at a sixty four percent. That's on the tomatoes for American listeners. I will not say that. So how much what was the rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Sixty four percent. That's a bit more more than 7.5. So it's a 7.5 out of 10 uh, and ranked 30th overall. So I'm, I'm assuming oh, you do not agree with this. watching? Like, it's a fine film. It's not like a classic or anything like that or great, you know. 30th of all time. Like I imagine it's actually ranked above like some of the actual like horror classics or the films that are actually held up as horror classics probably. I would be shocked at some of the names it's probably above. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that there are some below it that you would be very much like what it is. It is officially ranked higher uh, at this point in time. The uh, in in July it was ranked higher than the original Dawn of the Dead. I can tell you that for sure. What? But I would also point out that the remake of Dawn of the Dead was rated higher than the original Dawn of the Dead. There's more people had seen it yeah. much at the time it came out. But yeah, these people need to up their game on these ratings, man. Seriously. Rubbish. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can put a bit of a new feature in here as well. Ooh. Would you have made any changes to this film? Oh, any changes to the film? As a horror film. Maybe I would have, yeah, maybe a little bit more horror elements to it, more, maybe. I mean... In terms of like the cast, mm-hmm. I mean the cast is 
biggest Stello, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. you can't really um, dispute that. You know, you've got five big names there, or people that would become big names. Yeah, I mean, I prefer horror movies to just be straight up horror movies more than anything. Also, um, it's not really much, not really a thrilling film either. It's not like a as you see Thriller or something. There's no tension in it at no, all, well, is there? From maybe the scenes when, uh, at the end when they get kidnapped by all the actors and, and stuff, you know. But With the, with the sunlight creeping over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the yeah. end. So, yeah, it doesn't really fit into the category of A, horror, or B, a horror slash thriller sort of thing, like a Terminator or an Aliens or something like that. Yeah, so it's in a weird, like, place for me, this film, really. Like, it doesn't really... I don't really been that interested in vampires either, so it doesn't really like older. Yeah, vampires have never really been a thing. For no, they're me, like but... they don't, they don't, they're not really a cool thing for me compared to other monsters stuff. I don't know. No, I'm 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 like you on that one. I've I've always thought vampires were really overrated and not very interesting, and never like I said, I never got the whole vampire thing anyway. You know, because every film you ever see it's like so sexualized and it's just like why 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 are vampires so sexualized like change a vampire for a wolf like a werewolf now it's vicious and and animalistic and 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 gory but as soon as i make it some sparkly like swoosh back hair suave man all of a sudden it's like ooh, so sexy ooh. if you could make it more like from dusk till dawn then I might be more interested in that. Would you consider that's, that? That's, that's more horror, bro. Yeah, yeah, but it's got vampires in it. I was trying to think of a film with vampires in it. I was like, mm-hmm. that's probably one I can think of off the top of my head. Because that one takes that sharp turn, doesn't it? Like, what the f- <laughs> yeah. what's happening here? Yeah, it's not the kind of film oh you were God, expecting, just, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that sort of thing, you know? My favourite vampire film? Slade. Oh, yeah, Blade, yeah, great, yeah, I forgot about that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great, and Blade 2 is great as well. Blade 3, not so much. No, not so Because Triple H is it. Um, I mean, it's, got, it's just a crap film yeah. as well, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that's not... Oh, this... No, I didn't find this film particularly interesting, really, okay. in any aspect. Well, I think I know the answer to this question already, but I am going to ask it. Tom, did this film terrify you? Lord, no. <laughs> great cast yeah great cast okay film art house film not a horror but next film I am certain you are going to be very very pleased with good I hope so definitively classified as a horror film I hope so 100% Richard approved horror film it's Toy a Story <laughs> yeah what did you say? Sorry, it's a good one. Oh, but yeah, it, I hope so. You're gonna, I, you, so. I think you're gonna like the next one. It's a very good film, so I, I, I like it as well. It's a good film, so uh, yeah, hopefully, you will uh, join us for that episode. Um, but in the meantime, Tom, I want to thank you for joining me again today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, sleep tight. Thanks for listening. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, then why not check out some of our other shows? Just search for Rich Tea Entertainment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play.